When Yasmin Chavida thinks back on how she ended up where she is today, there are two central characters to her story. One is her mom, Irene Garcia. Mi mamá y yo vivimos muchos momentos difíciles juntas. Yasmin can remember specific moments of sadness, fear, and danger, where if it weren't for her mom, she wouldn't have survived. The second character in her story facilitated their many escapes. Una maleta azul. A blue suitcase. Welcome to the Duolingo Spanish Podcast. I'm your host, Martina Castro. Each episode, we bring you fascinating first-person stories from Spanish speakers across the world. The storytellers will be using intermediate Spanish, and I'll be chiming in for context in English. But these are not language lessons. They're real-life lessons through language. When she was six years old, Yasmin and her family lived in the city of Veracruz, in the Gulf of Mexico. Mi papá trabajaba en un pueblo lejos de casa. Solo volvía a casa cada dos semanas, con dinero para pagar la comida y la renta. A veces era suficiente para nuestras necesidades básicas. Pero otras veces, mi papá gastaba todo su dinero en su vicio. His vicio, or vice, was alcohol. He would drink into the night, listening to the same rancheras that were variations on the same theme, to drink away your sorrows and bad luck in life. It was starting to destroy the family. Mi papá me quería mucho, y yo también lo quería mucho a él. Pero me ponía triste y furiosa cuando lo veía beber alcohol. Yasmin had learned the hard way that whenever her dad got drunk, he would get into fights with her mom. It would fill her with fear. Un día, cuando yo tenía seis años, mi mamá fue a visitar a mi tía. Yasmin and her mom would routinely visit her aunt when they didn't have enough to eat but only when Yasmin's dad wasn't around. He didn't like Irene coming and going from the house as she pleased. One evening, he got home early. When he didn't see Yasmin or Irene, he became furious. Inmediatamente fue a buscarnos. There in front of everyone, Yasmin's dad started yelling at Irene. Luego, mi papá tomó mi mano y nos llevó a casa. Mis padres discutieron toda la noche. Yo los escuchaba desde debajo de la mesa, llorando. Tenía mucho miedo. ¿Y qué si mi papá le hacía daño a mi mamá? A la mañana siguiente, mi mamá me levantó temprano. Dijo que teníamos que salir de casa inmediatamente. This was not the first time Yasmin and her mom had to escape her dad. She has fuzzy memories of earlier fights, like when they fled the house after he threw a beer bottle at Irene. 
or after he accused Irene of sleeping with his brother and slapped her across the face. And then they fled after he threatened Irene with a knife. Cada vez mi papá nos buscaba y le pedía perdón a mi mamá. He would even take them to church, get on his knees, and promise before God that he would never treat them that way again. Los días después de las peleas, mi mamá me cantaba canciones para calmar mis nervios. Cada noche antes de dormir, mi mamá me decía, Te quiero, te adoro, y eres mi tesoro. Tesoro means treasure. Whenever Yasmin's parents got into a fight, she would hide from the chaos, and at times, she calmed herself down by praying and repeating this mantra. Después, cuando mi papá finalmente se iba a dormir, mi mamá venía a mi habitación en silencio y me decía que todo iba a estar bien. Si a la mañana me despertaba con la maleta azul al lado de la cama, sabía por qué. The blue suitcase. It was time to flee again. Como siempre, fuimos a la casa de mis abuelos en Tamaulipas. Viajamos por tres horas en autobús. Mi abuela abrió la puerta en silencio y entramos a la casa rápidamente. Teníamos miedo. No sabíamos si mi papá iba a venir. Yasmin's grandparents sat them down at the dining room table. Everyone was scared. They were worried that next time he could do something worse. You can't stay here, they said. Instead, they told Irene they should go to Houston, Texas, where they had a few cousins and where he couldn't find them. Esa noche salimos otra vez con la maleta azul. No teníamos suficiente dinero para llegar a los Estados Unidos. Pero poco a poco, viajamos hacia el norte, donde mi mamá sabía que había más oportunidades. Irene would stop where she had friends or distant family members and leave Yasmin there with them. Then, she would go on to the next city and find a job. She would save up money until she had enough to go get Yasmin and keep moving north. The situation helped them avoid being tracked down by Yasmin's dad and also allowed Irene to work housekeeping jobs where she couldn't have Yasmin with her. But Yasmin and Irene would often go months without seeing each other. Con mi mamá, yo me sentía invencible. Con ella, todo era posible. Pero cuando trabajaba en otra ciudad, yo estaba sola y vulnerable. No podía salir de casa o ir a la escuela porque teníamos miedo de mi papá. Yo estaba triste porque quería estudiar como mis primos. This went on for a year until they finally reached Matamoros, a city on the U.S. border. There they reached the most challenging part of their journey, crossing the Rio Grande to get to Brownsville, Texas. Para ir a los Estados Unidos sin documentos, le pagamos 500 dólares al coyote. 
Un coyote is a person who smuggles migrants across the U.S. border for a fee. Las instrucciones del coyote eran simples. Correr rápido, en silencio, y no perderse. The coyote seemed like a good man to Yasmin, someone who wanted to help them. He even offered to carry Yasmin on his shoulders as they walked across the river. Yo no quería caminar por el río. Tenía miedo a las serpientes. Around the afternoon, in broad daylight, they entered the water and started walking. The water went up to the coyote's waist, but it didn't reach Yasmin. Cuando llegamos al otro lado, teníamos que caminar por un campo abierto, sin árboles. Todo estaba en silencio. Pensábamos que todo estaba bien, pero de repente... Suddenly, the coyote saw a border agent approaching in the distance. There was nowhere to hide. Irene started to cry. Mi madre y yo no sabíamos qué hacer. Ni a dónde ir. The agent put them all in a van to take them back across the border. Estábamos muy nerviosas. Mi mamá le preguntó al coyote si íbamos a ir a prisión. But the coyote comforted Irene. He told them, the first time, they let you go. My son will cross you again in an hour. After getting dropped off back in Matamoros, they regrouped. Yasmin imagined the coyote's son would be tall and strong like his dad. Pero el hijo del coyote era bajo y flaco, como yo. Él tenía solo nueve años. Yasmin's heart sank. She'd have to walk through the water on her own. This time, they went to a different point on the river. She was terrified as they got ready to cross. Pero el niño era muy rápido. El río no era muy profundo. Cruzamos en dos minutos corriendo. Yo sentía que podía volar. Era un nuevo camino en mi vida. It was as if the water was cleansing her of all the bad things she'd ever experienced. All of that stayed behind her now, in Mexico. As Yasmin ran through the water, her mom, Irene, was right beside her, with their blue suitcase in her hand. When they reached the other side, they found a place to hide on the road. The coyote's son told them to be quiet, because the Border Patrol agents were going to return. Vimos a los agentes pasar. Contamos tres, dos, uno, y corrimos con el niño. Llegamos a una casa en el campo, donde una mujer nos dio agua. Le pagamos al hijo del coyote. They were safe, both of them in the United States with their blue suitcase. It had been a year since they had escaped from Yasmin's dad. Después, mi mamá y yo fuimos a la casa de una prima que vivía cerca. Ella encontró el primer trabajo de mi mamá en nuestro nuevo país. That's how Yasmin and Irene ended up working for Rebecca, 
a woman who hired them to take care of her baby and clean her house. Mother and daughter would work together and earn $35 a week. Esto era una aventura increíble para mí. Quería ir a la escuela como una niña normal, pero estaba feliz de estar con mi mamá. Aprendí a hablar inglés de a poco con la televisión y practicaba con mis primos. Five or six months passed. Little by little, they saved up money to keep traveling toward their final destination, Houston, Texas. There, Irene's cousins were waiting for them. Finalmente, llegamos a Houston. Allí, mi mamá encontró un trabajo limpiando casas. También encontró amor. Marvin, mi nuevo papá. Él era estricto, pero me motivaba a explorar el mundo y hacer nuevas amigas. Marvin bought Yasmin her first bike. She remembers how he would encourage her to go out for a ride if she hadn't used it in a while. He also got along really well with Irene and didn't try to control her. Pocos años después, mi mamá y Marvin tuvieron a Evelyn, mi hermana pequeña. Ella es rebelde e independiente como mi mamá. Since the moment Yasmin fled her father's violence, she remembers feeling uncertain about her future. What would life be like in the U.S.? What if immigration authorities found her and deported her? Would she miss her dad? Over the years, she had heard stories about him back in Mexico, mostly sad ones. Una prima me dijo que a veces ve a mi papá en el banco donde ella trabaja. Me dijo que él nunca le pregunta por mí. A veces considero viajar a México para ir a visitarlo, pero no sé si es una buena idea. Yasmin was 19 years old when she finally got residency in the United States. She was preparing to go to college, to strike out on her very own. She wanted to study so she could help other immigrants get the quality education that she had been lucky to receive when she got to Houston. But first, she was going to need a suitcase. Mi mamá y yo recordamos la maleta azul. No la usamos por casi 10 años. Parecía un objeto de otra dimensión. Decidimos mirar hacia adelante. Ese día compramos una maleta nueva. Yasmin Chavira is now Yasmin Dalsimer, and she's a recruiter for a nonprofit organization in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You can find a transcript of this story at podcast.duolingo.com. And don't forget to subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app to hear other episodes. With over 200 million members, Duolingo is the world's largest online language learning platform and the most downloaded education app in the world. Duolingo believes that everyone should have access to education of the highest quality for free. Learn more at duolingo.com. I'm Martina Castro. Gracias por escuchar. <laughs>